Hello and welcome to High Tea Obsessed. I am your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and today, for a very special, very creepy Halloween episode of the show, I have not one, but two very special guests. And that is not one, but two expert-level horror writers. They're joining me today, and we have Dylan Irwin and Dylan Cole Black. Dylan and Dylan, no relation. How the hell are you guys? We're great. Yeah. It's it's good that we're doing this online because Dylan and I actually aren't allowed to exist in the same space or else one of us has to kill the other one. So it's made for really interesting friendship, but uh, but it's really great to be here. You know, you are a you are a well-read and well-researched man and to be called anything other than just some guy by someone of your of your caliber is it's an honor. But Dylan Dylan, how are you doing? I'm great, you know, enjoying October, enjoying being a Dylan. Yeah, enjoying that the weather is nice, that the movies are even nicer. Happy to be on a podcast. I've only done this maybe once ever. Mm-hmm. Well, it should be a lot of fun. I'm trying to think for the audience to differentiate, differentiate you guys. I'm going to call you DCB and Dylan, or DE, I guess, but Dylan's easier for me. Um, I'll be dragged. So, I'll be M. I'll to. be M. Bison. You cannot be M. Bison. <laughs> so DCB, identify yourself and give a little plug of your stuff. What you're doing? Okay. Yeah. My name's Dylan Cole Black. I I write and draw mainly scary stuff. I I also draw a lot of. I, I do animating, so I do some cartooning and draw lighthearted things to get a break. Sometimes from the horror of it all, but I I wrote a short story back in. What was that? February? Yeah. Something like that. February and put it out. It's like a 40 page cosmic horror sci-fi story working on a full like paperback to collections, like a collection of short stories and anthology and then put that out. But I have no timetable really for that. What is your short story called and where can the people get it? It's, it's called The Gift That Keeps On Taking. It's, uh, it's all on Kindle. I would love to get something in print one day, but because it's only 40 pages, I just did the ebook for now, but it's available for 99 cents. I would say that's a steal. I don't know that, I don't know that I'm allowed to go any lower. So that's less than the price of a cup of coffee. That's, you could buy a crappy cup of coffee. Yeah. And stress yourself out with three cups of coffee, or you could pay $1 and have a full like hour, maybe. You're, if you're not super fast, we have a solid two hours of entertainment. And it's really good. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad some people feel that way. That was the first thing I'd ever put out. I wasn't sure if anyone would enjoy what I wrote. Well, I, I did it. Five stars. I hated it because I, had, I didn't write it. And it was so good. So <laughs> what's, what's that line from Midnight in Paris where Owen Wilson's character is asking Ernest Hemingway, with notwithstanding the fact Woody Allen is garbage, this podcast in no way condones Woody Allen's actions. On the record, anti-Woody Allen. <laughs> good. Yep. good. But at one point, Owen Wilson looks at Ernest Hemingway and he's like, hey, would you like to, would you mind reading my, you know, would you read my novel? And Hemingway <laughs> goes, I hate it. And he goes, oh, come on, man. You haven't even, he said, well, if it's good, I hate it because I didn't write it. And if it's bad, I hate it because I hate bad writing. So, um, so I'm Hemingway in this scenario, and I, I hate it because it was... Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you hate it, if that's the case. <laughs> okay, so Dylan, 
Why don't you go ahead, plug your things, tell people about yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, hi, I'm, I'm the other Dylan. I guess I'm just Dylan. Uh, some know me as M. Bison for purposes of this podcast. But I, I, man, about me, I emerged from my mother approximately 34 years ago, and I am here now. I'm trying to spread the gospel of, of horror and just being a chill person, I guess. I, I wrote, what do I do? I guess I write. I guess you could say I, I, I write occasionally. I'm occasionally a writer. I've been known to be a writer. I, uh, I have a short story collection out called Echoes from the Fringe, Volume 1. Um, still no plans on writing volume two, but you know, I just felt <laughs> annoying. There's <laughs> no plans. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I kind of did the opposite of troll two where I, you know, it, it, it begs the question of a continuation and so far no desire and also not enough stories to fill it, but that's available on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. But if you don't necessarily want to continue feeding Jeff Bezos, I also have like 90 authors copies left that I can shoot in whatever direction they need to be shot at. And then I also wrote and produced, well, co-wrote, my better half wrote the better halves and produced an audio drama called the Nightgate Journal that DCB actually helped out with, with some artwork. Dylan and I actually got acquainted, like we'd met several times, but that's how we became um, partners in horror. Yeah, that's that's how we went from friends to lovers and friends, if you will. Um, Dylan and I met like a long time ago at the period, greatest period, comic period, book period, shop period um, in the history of Oklahoma City, Empire Strikes Books. That was that I was talking about that place yesterday. It was a great shop. It was a great shop. It's it always it always smelled of pizza. Because we have to do an RIP for the boy. We do, we do, and it's gone because of because of damn gentrification has raised property rights or not property (laughs) rights. Your rights are always the same, but property rate has gone up. (laughs) But um, but yeah, no, we met there way back in 2016. We bonded over the fact that we were both named the same thing, uh, as as ones do, I suppose. And we've been friends ever since. But then we became even closer. When I realized, and I think he realized that he and I are scared of the same kind of stuff and it involves weird body stuff. Um, so wait for sure, for sure. So, so, but yeah, um, Nightgate journal is available on my band camp. I, I still, I think it's like, it's super cheap. I think it's like five bucks or something like that. Or maybe it's like 99 cents to choose your own price. But regardless, I don't take any, any money from it. Anything and everything that, that, that is earned through my band camp uh, goes directly to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and so I'd love it if you give it a listen. It's apparently a good time of year to do that. Um, it's also very good. Oh, well, and he's, this is the perfect time of year to listen to it. I've listened to it a few times, actually. It's very freaky. Oh, shucks. Thanks. Well, and it's also set around now. You get a, yeah, get a, yeah. a, a whole episode set on Halloween. And that oh, yeah. It's me. No one gets me every time. Good. Good. But um, but yeah, I uh I write, I hang out. Right now I'm spending most of my time being a father. I have a kiddo who is that at that age, she's 10 months for you parents out there, where she's all consuming, as as my wife Leslie likes to say. She is all consuming. I actually just got back, if I look a little sweaty, I just got back from the park where I was introducing her to swinging and not eating things she picks up off the floor. Um, I was just introducing my cat to that. <laughs> he did not do well. Put a cat in a swing. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. So here's what we're doing today. Monumental task ahead of us. As you probably know from the title, 
we're drafting. Well, the title's horror movie draft, a bit misleading. What we're doing is drafting horror movie characters in a variety of categories I'll get into in just a minute. But I think it goes without saying that this task, we're going to be at each other's throats. We're going to be mad. We're going to be spitting. We're going to be hollering. But it should be a lot of fun. And for you listeners out there, here are the rules and sort of the idea behind this. We're going to be each selecting a location, and that is not competitive. We can pick whatever we want. If there's an overlap for some reason, I'm fine with it. I toyed around with a few ideas. I was like, do we wait until we have the monster picked out? Do we wait until the end to choose our location? I think we do it right up front. And then if maybe I pick a location with a specific monster in mind, and then one of you guys steals it, then I'm screwed. You know, I gotta improvise, adapt, overcome. And then in any order we want, we're picking the aforementioned baddie. It can be a, uh, has to be like, you know, the main villain of a horror movie. It can be a monster, slasher, serial killer, what have you. And both Dylans, much more versed in this than I am. So I think if we did a little too nuts, I'm going to have to rely on the other one to rein the other in. We'll see. I think we'll be fine. Uh, Dylan. Then we draft <laughs> a team of heroes to survive the night against our monster. And so the idea for this, in my mind, was originally, you know, we're sort of Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford from The Cabin in the Woods, and we're putting our crews together to kind of stave off the apocalypse. So we don't necessarily want the team to be OP and to take down the monster easily, we want it to be a little worthy fight. So the Tatadors we're using are from that movie, and they sort of hew to that classic horror movie tropes cliches. And... Because, you know, in the movie, there's some wiggle room. They're not necessarily playing strictly by the rules. There's some chicanery involved. We can get a little weird with the categories as long as it fits more or less the spirit. So we have the athlete. Classic cool guy jock type. I feel like in horror movies, they usually have the tendency to die or early. Sometimes heroically. Oftentimes not. We have the whore. Popular girl. Maybe the mean girl. The hottie. Yeah. We have the fool. You know, stoner. One who might be actually a little bit up on it, but nobody really listens to them. Class clown, sort of deal. The scholar, classic nerdy type. The virgin, so that final girl type of archetype is what I was getting at with that one. And those are the main categories. But then one final one is wild card. I think on what you guys saw was miss. And that can be anything. It can be a variable thrown into the mix. It can be another monster. It could be like another hero. It could be a weapon. It could be like whatever we want. So as long as it's in a horror movie, we can consider it, throw it in. Now, like I said, any order, we can pit these however you want, and we're going to be doing this in a snake draft, and then I'll throw our results on Instagram. People can vote for who they thought had the best. So what I'm going to do for this is roll a 20-sided die for each of us, and whoever gets the highest value wins. Oh, we'll just over, like, order from there. Who's this first roll for? The is number one. The one. 20 crit fail let's see we have a two <laughs> oh, wow dylan is up give me a give me a nat give me a, a nat oh, okay i don't know if you didn't see that that's half a, a natty is <laughs> half a natty is this about to be rigged? i got a five okay it's not rigged so it is the order is dylan thomas dcb and then snake around i can tell you right now i I have a theory. I'm going to put this theory out there right now because okay. I know Dylan. I don't think we are going to have any overlap. Okay. 
Because I think I think Dylan and I are different kinds of horror fans. And I think that's I think it's going to come out and I'm excited. And so okay, so what do I need to draft first? Anything, whatever you want. But what is where is this taking place? Okay. We can let we can start with location. Mm -hmm. Um okay. This is taking place in Barrow, Alaska. As depicted in 30 Days of Night. Nice. And for your first pick? First pick, I think we should save the monster for the end. First of all, I think that that would be kind of the juiciest one. Or do you want to do the monster right up front? I'm happy um, either way. Well, we're, it's any order we want. So there, that's there's some strategy involved. Um, I'll, get the mon- I'll get my monster out of the way because it's okay. co- I think it's going to screw everyone up. My monster... Is the concept of insanity <laughs> overruled? <laughs> DCB, I'd like your you to vote as well, but um, I, I will tell you this much. I will tell you this much. When I get to my wild card, you all are going to be glad that I chose this. Okay, then fine, I'll allow it. You're on thin ice, counselor. DCB, what do you think? Should we allow it? Should we allow the what insanity as a monster? I don't know. It depends on the bo- how, how is it. How is it embodied? You know? Okay. Why Thank don't you, you use that as the wild card? Th- well, you'll see. Thank you for asking how it's embodied, Dylan. Because do you know what that means? I believe that there was a novel that was written a while ago by a gentleman by the name of Stephen King, and there was a character um, in this novel that went by the name of Pennywise because Pennywise, the dancing clown was the favorite form of this creature. (laughs) But what this creature actually did was it took on the form of whatever that person feared the most. And so when I say the topic or the monster is insanity, what is the most dangerous thing in the world? It is your own mind. What horrors can your own mind conjure up? I don't know. Let's ask the rest of the people I draft because that's how their insanity manifests itself. Okay, I guess. I guess that works. That works. That works. That works. I guess I'm up. Yes. For my setting, I am setting mine on the train from train to Busan. <laughs> now, am, are the zombies on there already, or is it just a moving train? I think it's just the train. Okay, that's what I was thinking, too. You could fill a train with bees. I wasn't going to do that. Um, the bee train. But I'm on the train from train to Busan. And for my villain, and I, yours is specifically in the concept of insanity, right? Yes. Okay. I, my villain is Pennywise the Dancing Clown from 2017's It. Wow. Wait, part one or part two? Part one. Part one. Okay. So the, the big balloon-headed uh, monster is still on the table, Dylan. Oh, okay. Not the... Uh... So part one, not the not not when he's all like shrunken up like a weird little crusty pancake or something. The end when that. So really, it's it from 2017's it. The whole the whole spectrum of it. Oh, dude! And that well, that's what I was doing that. I love that. I love that. And it'll. I think it'll pay dividends later. Um, but that is me on the board. Where's it set? Did you have a setting for that? Yeah, the train from Train to Busan. That's right. That's right, that's dude. Right. I got still distracted thinking about Pennywise. I forgot about the trick. Can you imagine Pennywise on a train? No, I wouldn't like that. (laughs) A moving train. (laughs) A moving like bullet train too. So you can't even jump off. Okay. So DCB, 
you are up. You can pick any Tatador. You can save Monster to the end. You can do it now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to save Monster for a little bit. So I just get what? Give me my setting? Yep. And then draft. With settings, the, the Evil Dead cabin. Oh, wow. That's nice. Out in the woods. My my uh, my athlete is a little unconventional here. It's it's Rod from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Because <laughs> Rod, you know, Rod's not the one wearing a... Uh, He's not your athlete that's that's wear or the jock that's wearing a Letterman jacket. He's he's handsome and cool. He's the original uh, Eddie Munson. He's got his leather jacket and he's cracking dick jokes and uh, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm, but uh, so he's a little bit of a bad boy as well as a pretty boy. Okay, I like that. Um, and then you did another pitch because it's a snake draft. I get another. Yeah, you're back up. Wow. Um, I'm gonna go with my scholar, Ooh. which is uh, Mike Handler from It. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't beat Mike. I mean, Mike is the Mike is the ultimate the scholar of the group. He's the spend. He's the one while everyone else moves away for you know 27 years to. Uh, to get over it, Mike stays behind to figure it all out. So from Mike, uh, from it too specifically, I guess technically, yeah, it, <laughs> chapter two. D- isn't there a cut of that movie where they mix them together, like in the book? Um, I have that file on my computer. It's like a bandmate uh, supercut. It's pretty phenomenal and structured like the book has the chapter headers. That's oh. cool. Okay, we're back to me. I am going with my whore, and I am choosing Ash from Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I hate you. And just, just, just out of curiosity, I mean, I, I think I might know the answer, but I'm curious for your answer. Why did you go with that specific Ash? I just like the vibe. He's he's goofy. He's uh, He's got two ladies in it. You know, so I thought that gave me an argument for horror. I like it. And like, it's also like, that's when it goes fully insane. And that's the, that's kind of the vibe I want for my team. At one point, I thought about trapping them all in a space station and having them fight it. And then my wild card as well. So I have some, some crazy moves on board. Okay. Okay. I like where this is going. So I guess it's my turn. Okay. Dylan chose athletes and you chose. Whore. Your whore. DCB also chose his scholar. Okay, I feel like I, I want to get this out of the way because if any one of mine is going to be taken, it's going to be this. My virgin slash final girl is Ripley from Alien. Oh, wow. That's so good. That, is, good. Is, that is really good. Not Aliens, because I can't get down with that haircut, but Alien. There was a version of this when I first proposed it to you, Dylan, where... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a deleted scene where Ripley has sets in like Alien 3, I think. Uh-huh. And so I was going to stack my debt and dra- draft her in horror because got her. Oh, dude, that's, that's some big brain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like, I, like I, I love the pitch. T- I like T Boom's casually like Dil- the Dylans probably know a lot more than me. And he's like, well, there's a deleted scene in Alien 3 where technically, <laughs> dude, we just got MacGyvered. Put in the, uh, the Drewski. We got him. We fucking got him. We got him. That's it. Strategic. Uh, so you were actually back up, Dylan. Okay. 
Well, let's see. I'm going to choose my whore. And my whore, excuse me, I do not condone what the word whore means. I'm using it purely yes. in a in a concept based on what is in Cabin in the Woods. I am Yeah, uh, that that is a very clutch disclaimer. Um, yeah. that is exactly the intent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for so for when my my daughter is listening to this later, no. Um women should rule the world and I'm convinced they secretly do and please do not hurt me. Turn um, into High Tea Obsessed season 5 for more on that. <laughs> My my woman, who is uh, my my not final girl, is Eve from Species Two, played <laughs> by Natasha Hinstridge. Great. <laughs> this means nothing to me. Um, good pitch. <laughs> Great. Then I am up again. Let's see, I am gonna go with my athlete. I'm going to choose Saint Hua from Train to Busan. So Dude. I don't know if like he does any like he's necessarily strictly speaking an athlete, but he's cold trapping zombies with his bare hands, like breaking their nets. He's a big dude. Uh, I trust him with my life personally. I feel like that's probably a really good like determiner because i also have a non-traditional athlete i feel like we're big non non-trad athlete guys <laughs> um, <laughs> but i feel like that's that's a good kind of qualifier for whenever someone's like hey thomas how can i do one of these drafts at home what's an athlete and then you could say hey it's someone that you would trust with your life that too yeah i mean also, he's a looks, leader yeah. looks good um he dies which uh, heroically which i uh shouted out at the beginning of this you know He's got the girlfriend. He's got a, a wife in this case, but I think he fits a lot of the criteria. He doesn't have the Letterman jacket, but mm. he has a cool jacket in the beginning of the movie. So, <laughs> DCB, you are up. Mm-hmm. I've got what one to get here. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, you're bat to bat. Yeah, you're you're the you're the ass of the snake. If my the the virgin and the whore. Here, uh, my virgin is gonna be uh, Taylor from Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie. Oh, Burton. that's amazing! <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, I mean, honestly, yeah. That I have either of you guys seen that movie? Yes. No. She's oh, it's so good. Best virgin in horror film, just like world. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the story that she's that she's. It's so good. Taylor, everyone check that out. Everyone check out the most underrated, I feel like. No one talks about that one. Yeah. I never got the sequel it deserved. It's it's like uh, in the same spiritual world of Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I feel like, too. Ooh. I'd actually, the night I saw Behind the Mask, I double featured that movie and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I was like 15 or 16. Brilliant. Long time ago. Fade brain. I love it. I need to see this. See, this is the other good thing about this show is that I feel like I'm getting a, I'm getting a list of movies I need to see, just like you all need to see the species movies. Yeah, I've never seen those. Um, my my whore is going to be um <laughs> Frank from Hellraiser, Uncle Frank, the <laughs> biggest, <laughs> the biggest, sluttiest weirdo <laughs> in the world. Technically, he is the first to die. But 
Oh. He's just too horny to stay dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> my memoir. Oh my god. Yeah, it's gonna have to be yeah, Frank, for sure. So now I am back up. That is amazing. What do I got? Okay, I have some pitch to make here. I got some things to do. Speaking of Tucker and Dale versus Evil, in the Virgin category, I'm going to go with none other than Dale from Tucker and Dale versus oh, Evil. I love it. He's having some lady troubles. I don't know what to tell you. It's not his fault. Not his fault. He needs some man time. It'll do him good. I think that's my favorite. My favorite thing so far about this draft is that we don't care about conventions. We're just going to, we're going to kick down the, we're, we're breaking the glass ceiling of gendered conventions when it comes to whores and final girls. Our final girls can be final boys. Um, so I guess that means I'm on two of them. Yes. Both side of the snake's head. Um, I'm going to pick my scholar and my fool because I like that dichotomy. And also I like the energy that these two are going to bring. Okay. Scholar is Josh from Midsummer, portrayed brilliantly by William Jackson Harper. Nice. I like him because he is smart, but he's also kind of a know-it-all. So he's the worst kind of smart. Yes. Um, and then I think the perfect foil, because the fool oftentimes is the is, is you know the foil to the scholar. My fool is Randy from Scream and Scream 2, portrayed by Jamie Kennedy. So you have a guy <laughs> who is a complete tool. He's obnoxious. No one necessarily likes him all that much, but he knows his stuff in a very specific way. So I like the thought of Josh and Randy basically having a constant pissing contest about who knows more about how to get you out, get, get him out of a situation, et cetera, et cetera. So Josh from Midsummer and Randy from Scream, Scream 1 in particular, I suppose. Mm. Okay. Okay. I am back. Don't like it. <laughs> what am I going to do? In my full category, this might be rude. This might be mean, but I think it fits. Oh. I'm doing Tucker from Tucker and Dale versus. Oh, wow. I'm a big fan in these drafts. I like to get people who have worked together. They've been in these stressful scenarios before. We've got, we're on a train. We're trapped, right? We have Ash. He's fought Deadites a billion times. He's going to be cool. Mm. He's going to be a very confident right now. Sanwa, he's been on this train. Different set of circumstances. He's ready to rock. Tucker and Dale, they got that tomato. They've been vibing for years and years, you know? I love it. I like what we're doing. I like the uh the chemistry of this. All right, DCB, you are up. Well, just one or back to back? Back to back. Ooh, so you you good to your wild card this round. I have not given away my pool, my monster, or my wild card. Ooh. Lot of options. I'm gonna go ahead and give you my pool. And this, hey, this counts. Uh, my fool is going to have to be Shaggy Rogers from Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. I'll allow it. One. I'll allow it. Scooby-Doo. See, you wouldn't have kids who grow up to like horror if they didn't have things like Scooby-Doo to watch when they were a kid. Because, you know, you have those horror fans that are like, yeah, my mom let me watch The Exorcist when I was eight. And I'm like, that's just not normal. But then I I watch Scoop Doo and uh, Goosebumps and that stuff. Bum 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 bum. Yeah, you know, leaning toward it. So I'm gonna go with Shaggy. He's definitely he's a fool. He's not smoking weed. Um, just eating Scooby Snacks. That's all. Hungry. 
Uh, I would say he's definitely the first to get into the uh, into the silliest shenanigans due to his own uh, silliness and tomfoolery, but he's also uh, somewhat apt to get out of it. So he's a he's a decent fool. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, cool. And I'm gonna give you guys my monster because you know I, we've got a house full of people. We've got the Evil Dead cabin filled with Rod and fleshy Uncle Frank and Shaggy and Mike and uh, Taylor. And our monster is uh, <coughs> the thing. <laughs> oh, that's that's so good. That was on my that was on my board. Potential wild card. That is fantastic. <laughs> I love that so much. So, so you know who everyone is, but do you don't? Oh God, you don't. Oh, Dylan, I cannot wait to, to tell you <laughs> what's about to happen. You, you're going to take uh, Scooby Doo as your wild card, oh, depriving us of what we need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mystery machine is my monster. Actually, it's my wild card. No, I'm kidding. Possessed by the spirit of insanity. <laughs> it's like Christine, but the mystery machine. Okay. Oh, that would have been good. Never mind. Oh, man. The Mystery Christine. <laughs> the Mystery Christine is the title. I <laughs> was going to do my wild card here. However, I need more time to ruminate and think about it. So I'm going to go with my scholar, I think, is the last thing I have. And I don't know if he's necessarily the scholar of his crew. However, he is a nerd. He is a loser. And that is Eddie Casbreck. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. This is good. I want the kid version. Uh, it just seems fun. He's just he's going to be snarkier. He's going to be funnier. He's got a lot going on. If I have to choose the adult one, I will. But I like the kid one. He's going to be funny. The inhaler going. It's going to be a lot. Great streams from the guy. I uh, as as I think the oldest one on this Zoom. Um, I want to make sure that you all know. That around the time you hit 32 or 33, if you had asthma or had to use an inhaler when you were a kid, it comes back, baby. <laughs> I keep an inhaler with me now. It because came back. Sometimes they come back, except the they is my albuterol inhaler. Um, <laughs> I just realized something, and I think I only have one more thing and then my wild card, pretty much. So this almost... I mean, master of ceremonies, I'm not sure how you want to do this, but I could give you my athlete and my wild card and kind of explain how things go down. Yeah, or, that's, exactly, that's exactly what's going on. Okay. Or we could, I mean, we could save the what's going down to the end, but I'll, I think we do it right away. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to give 100% here. Let's see if I can do this in an artful way. Um, my athlete is Meryl, Joaquin Phoenix's character from Signs. Nice. He was a minor league baseball player, that and okay. he was also very susceptible to conspiracy theories. He was very susceptible to conspiracy <laughs> theories. That is true. Which, uh, which is good because my wild card is Sill from Species One. Now, here's what you need to know. Okay, Species One had an alien that looked like a woman that was killing everybody named Syl. In Species 2, Eve was a woman who was 
the genetic, genetically identical. So the situation here is you have all of these people, including this whore, right? Excuse me, this lady, um, Eve from Species 2, right? And everyone is going crazy because vitamin D deficiency is running rampant in this community in Barrow, Alaska, because the sun has not risen. It's terrible. Do you know what some of the most common side effects are for vitamin D deficiency? Depression, multiple neurosis, and bone loss. Okay? Serious stuff. These people are not used to this. They're in the dark. They're starting to go a little bit crazy. They're starting to see things. Merrill, who no one really necessarily believes because he's a conspiracy theorist. He doesn't know what's going on. He swears he sees Eve outside, completely naked, walking around in the snow. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks he's losing losing his mind. Other people are seeing the same thing. But of course, they're fighting this monster. Insanity. Because they're losing their minds in this darkness, in this Arctic winter, if you will. But guess what? They aren't crazy because my wild card is still from species. There is an identical twin to the whore in this movie that is secretly an alien killing everyone in this snowy environment. That's right. It is the thing plus species. It is my film entitled Arctic Winter, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Thank you. Wow. Very impressive. Great wrap up. I thought long and hard about this for my wild card. And I'm still, I don't know what words are about to come out of my mouth. I like this. I think I'm going to go and I'm going to add the zombies from train to Busan onto the train <laughs> with the it, with my survivors. <laughs> um, I don't want to step necessarily on what DCB might pitch. I thought long and hard about throwing Tim Turry's it into the mix as the wild card <laughs> and just getting real weird with it. But I like having zombies to, to contend with on top of it is there. Just because it in this version, he's very scary. But on top of that, he's very mean. He's not nice. He's a mean. He's KD just like, he's nice. like, hey, remember your brother that I killed? Of course, dead. Guys and I killed him. Yeah. It's just like, dude, that's not nice. Like, it's okay. Like, you, I did it. You want to make them scared, but that's just being rude. That's, that's mean. Just, it's not that's... really scary. It's just out of line. And so I like that. There's going to be zombies. He's going to be like, hey, your wife's pregnant. Remember, you died before. Like, all sorts of out of line stuff <laughs> from it. <laughs> and so, you know, we got Saint Hua. He's there. He's trying to hold down this fort. We got two idiots, Tucker and Dale. Dale, very smart, but he thinks he's an idiot. Low self-esteem. We got Ash. Self-esteem out of control from this guy. He's going to be chirping everybody. He's going to be killing the zombies probably pretty easily. And then we got a little kid, Eddie Kasprat. He's puffing the inhaler. He can't run from train to train when they're in the dark. It's going to be very stressful for him. There's a lot going on, a lot to contend with. And I just think that, like, you know, it got killed or put into sleep for a while by children. So I wanted to add the a little bit of difficulty for my heroes. I love that. And that brings us to DCB. You are up. My wild card. God. So we've got all of these wonderful, beautiful souls stuck inside the evil dead cabin with the thing. It might seem cheating because it may be like it should come with the cabin, but I don't think necessarily it does. But my wild card is the Necronomicon. (laughs) 
Shaggy is 100% reading that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shaggy is reading it for fun and saying everything out yeah. loud. Like, this is crazy, dude. And Mike was spot on. You know, the one that spent the last 27 years studying creepy things and saying, oh, maybe let's not be reading out of that, Shags. Um, but in the end, you know, here's what's going on. You could be, uh, the big thing is now you suddenly have the thing, which is body popping. And you've got possessed people. And you've got deadites just crawling out of the ground. And this is a lot. It's a lot going on. What's the thing? What? So here's the deal. You can have the thing possessing deadites. You could have the spirit itself possess the thing. You can use the Necronomicon as a weapon or your ultimate downfall. I, in my head right now, I'm thinking of spoilers for it, the book. I'm thinking about how they have that whole, like the ritual of the Chud, they, they have that whole battle, like in the space between spaces where it's like, and all that. I'm imagining that the end of this adventure is the thing finally getting defeated by the hero, Satan that has been possessing all of these people. And suddenly the essence of the thing and the essence of Satan, maybe a liquid essence, if you will, um, are fighting each other. It's like, it's like it, it's like, uh, the, the season one finale of Legion. And oh my gosh, I like this. I like this so much. It's going to be really good. Now I would like to make an executive decision. Okay. And I'm deciding that Shaggy comes with Scooby. Uh, just because <laughs> I don't like the thought of Shaggy in there by himself. That I need Scooby and Gary. A little too sad to think about Shaggy. Be so as a freebie, Scooby's thrown in. He's there. Good. Could you say, though, is Shaggy without Scooby simply the dude? Is he like an older Shaggy without Scooby? I mean, dogs don't live that long. Great <laughs> Danes really don't live that long. R.I.P. Is Air, the dude. Guys, Airbud is actually shaggy. I know. Oh yeah. I had a coworker realize that for the first time this year. And so was, I was like, what do you like Airbud came out so long ago? Holy seven Airbuds. They're gone. They they bowed it this is, time See, this is supposed to be horror. This isn't supposed to be sad. Shadow did not come up on that hill, man. Nope. We're moving on. Um <laughs> Dylan, recap your team for us. Okay, okay. And all you got. Okay. All Dylan or DCB? Dylan, right? Dylan. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who I am. Okay. So in the sleepy, darkness infested town of Barrow, Alaska, we have our hero, our hero, Meryl, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character from Signs, our whore, Eve from Species 2, our fool, Randy, Jamie Kennedy from Scream, and our scholar, Josh, William Jackson Harper from Midsummer. And thankfully, we also have Ripley, um, our final girl, Sigourney Weaver from The First Alien. Uh, they're all just out here trying to deal with the fact maybe they're engaged in some some Huga uh, because it's dark and they're trying to fight the darkness back. It's actually a Huga movie. It's very cozy um, because the big monster in the room, much like with a lot of Mike Flanagan horror, the monster isn't a thing necessarily. The monster is a concept and that's insanity and also maybe a little bit of vitamin D deficiency because these people are not used to darkness. But guess what? 
there's a wild card. That's right. For you fans of this species franchise out there, <laughs> you'll recognize that Eve is a genetic duplicate of the monster alien from the original species. That's right. The wild card is that alien, Sill, from Species 1. So while everyone is going insane and talking about different theories, Ripley starts to realize, hey, I've dealt with aliens. I know what this situation is. And it's not Eve that's going crazy. It's not Eve that's wandering around naked. It's not Eve trying to seduce Randy. I mean, come on. He's the fool. It, in fact, is Syl from Species, who is trying to kill everyone and get impregnated by other people. And the new hit film that is coming this fall from director Brandon Cronenberg, Arctic Winter. Thank you. Impressive. Very nice. DCB, you're up. Okay. Recap. We've got got our hero, Rod, or as I call him, the original Eddie Munson, our, our bad boy but who is still likable, uh, Rod from A Nightmare on Elm Street. We've got our, uh, we've got our, our Hula. Uh, <coughs> what? You ever watched The Sopranos? That's how it was. Ross He's said, well, she was a Hula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we've got uh, Uncle Frank from Hellraiser, the man who was uh, so horny he had to die twice. Uh, like couscous. <laughs> Our role is, is shaggy, and as as I've been, uh, as as I've come to learn, I also have the 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 pleasure of bringing Scooby along. So we've got Shaggy and Scoob as the fools, which are probably what would get us into this situation that we're in. Our scholar is Mike Hanlon. I, I would feel what the historian of the Losers Club. Yep. Um. And then we've got our virgin, our final girl, Taylor, from Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. They are pitted against the dark forces of the thing from the thing inside the cabin from Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. So our wild card, the thing that they have is the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, filled with all kinds of horrific spells and chants and rituals that can eat you know, bring the dead back or, um, God knows how to you through time. So who knows what it could do? Who knows what it could do? Um, so yeah, do we have our, do we use our, our wits from our, our creepy friend, Mike Hamlin, how to, uh, use the book for good against the thing. Um, how did the thing get in there? You think shaggy fed a stray dogs and Scooby snacks? Um, Ooh. we'll see it is all it all remains to be seen but i will say this film is directed by none other than sam raimi because who's gonna direct a movie set in evil dead cabin other than sam raimi yeah, he lives there he li- i kind of yeah I kinda <laughs> he lives there he made the evil Dead. then went what if i made it again and he did and it was funny that time he he did he did what joss whedon did for much ado about nothing he's like hey what if i just do a movie in my house um, the only question that I have for you is how would Scooby pronounce Necronomicon? <laughs> oh my God. I was, <laughs> how did Scooby, <laughs> Scooby just appeared on the zoom somehow? That was incredible. Yeah. Okay. So I have my athlete. Okay. We're on the train from train to Busan. We're trying to get to Busan. 
what else are you going to do there? <laughs> Unfortunately for our heroes, it has taken over this train. He's hungry. He's feasting. And the zombie outbreak has occurred in this universe as well. This train crawling with zombies. It is there. It's not ideal. Who's going to lead them? Our guy, Saint Hua, the athlete from Train to Busan. Then we got Ash Williams, the whore from specifically Army of Darkness. Um, he's got his weird metal glove hand. He's got the chainsaw. He's got his uh, double-barreled shotgun. He's got arrogance through the roof. Our fool is Tucker from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. The uh, scholar, we got this loser, lovable kid. I think he has the cast on his arm already. Is Eddie Casprat from It, Chapter 1. And then our virgin, our great guy, the final girl, Dale from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Him and uh, Tuck, you know, they're just on a nice, lovely vacation in Korea. They're having a great time. Why is Ash there? I don't know. He's just just there. He's chilling. I just thought about something that makes your draft so much better. It's all these people and then just a kid with a broken arm. Yes. (laughs) Why is he traveling on the road? He's just there. This isn't the 80s. He's just there. It's amazing. It's a bullet train, too. So it's going so fast. Oh, man. He's not ready for it. He's from a tiny town in Maine. <laughs> All these people. I am. Um, and then I wanted Sam Raimi as the director for this because uh, despite the horror of zombies that are actually pretty scary in that movie and it, the rest of my team is pretty hilarious. So I just thought it'd be very funny to make it in the Raimi-verse. Uh, but I'm going to go with Drew Goddard from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Bring some of that. I feel like That's that would good. be... A nice mix of some of that zaniness with a little bit of bite, which would be nice. Um, with ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone did a nice chance to shine. And the chainsaw action in this is going to be out of control with Tucker and Dale mm-hmm. and Ash Williams. Like, that's out of control. Do you know who I was thinking about? Like, whenever, whenever you started listing off your people, the two directors I immediately thought of were, just specifically for how they handle action, were... Um, Guy Ritchie. Uh, he, I almost yep. said Guy Ritchie. He was my backup. And um, is it Matthew Vaughn? Yeah. Yep. Did Kingsman. Did Kingsman. I'm just imagining like a camera that is like set up on on the chainsaw arm. Just yeah. going and like some really weird like maybe they're playing debut the Bjork album in the background as like it's oh so quiet as everyone is getting their heads cut off and everything like that. Anyway, in the uh culmination of my thing if the viewers or the listeners think we could defeat the zombies and it saint Hua just cold cocking it just right in the face he's got like a, a silver like necklace wrapped around his hand like brass knuckles just bam punches him right in the face takes him out i love it i would like one thing from each of you and that is for you to plug yourselves again drop any social media handles you want uh, let the people know where to find you, and if you want to do a stump speech for your team, feel free. If you feel like you've already done that, then don't do it. Uh, DCP, where can the people find you? Whatever you else you want to say. 
You can find me on all social medias. No, that's not true. Most social medias under Dylan Cole Black. Um, you can buy my book or my 40-page short story on Kindle for 99 cents. It's called The Gift That Keeps On Taking. Um, you can check out my art <clears throat> on Instagram under Dylan Cole Black, as well as the cartoon I work on. It's called Moon Detectives. Um, you can see that on my Instagram as well. Um, that's about it that I know of myself. Dylan, what are you at? So I, uh, I'm a hermit and I'm going off the grid, so I'm not on social media, but if you want my goods, my works, uh, go to amazon.com and type in echoes from the fringe volume one. Um, it's 10 little stories. Uh, I had a really good time writing them. It's the culmination of the writing I did over a six, seven year period. Um, so some of it is a bit sophomoric, um, others of, of, of it, I guess. Wow. Verb tense everywhere there, um, are even more sophomoric. Um, but also, uh, the Nightgate journal is at dylandirwin.bandcamp.com. All proceeds are going to the American foundation for suicide prevention and I, uh, I feel like it's okay to say this, um, but it's, I'm really proud of it out of everything I've done. I think it's the thing I'm most proud of. Um, it is very good. You should be proud of it. And, and, it's, and it's like, it's crazy. It's like, it's how you were saying you hated, uh, the hip that keeps on taking. It's like, uh-huh. I was like, this, I'm mad. I'm mad reading <laughs> this. Like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> and there were, that was the case for the gift that takes on, keeps on taking as well. But I was more in like, I'm trying to write this type of thing while I was listening to Nightgate. So it was like even harder because I was like, I'm actively trying to do this. And like, I can't imagine doing something this well. Oh, I, I appreciate it, man. I, uh, I also think maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of th- throwing this out there and Dylan, feel free to drive over and kill me. But don't you and I have something coming out? Gosh, I sure hope so. I mean, that's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. I just got to get it finished on my end. Yeah, if uh, we'll we'll keep you updated. Dylan will keep you updated on all of his social media spaces. He's much better at social media than I am, anyway. But uh, there might be a little treat coming for you all. Um, just a little treat. Just a little treat uh, in your stocking, if you will. Um, that that's all. Tease. It's a it's just a little tease. Um, just like Eve from Species Two would give um, in my <laughs> my film. Um, but but. but by the way, I, d- I have one more thing to say about species. Just it exists in this very exist. This it does exist. It exists in this very very specific kind of place in my brain that anyone of this generation will understand. It's that section of your brain where you remember the VHS box when you went to Blockbuster. Oh yeah, and like if you Google species right now, you'll see the box and you'll be like. Oh yeah, this is the one that I saw kind of around the top, same time I saw it, the mini series with the Tim Curry on the box. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thomas, thanks for having us, man. Dylan and I, we love talking about this stuff. This is literally we're in a text group, and this is all we talk about in the text group. So this yep. is legitimately like we're just reading what we've already been writing about. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking well, of uh, last thing though, VHS tapes that you remember the cover of, there was Ghost Shit. Did anyone oh, ever see that movie? Yes, I saw Ghost Ship. I saw it. The cover is just like a like a like an the the 
front of a, of a you know a Titanic type ship, and there's like a skull or like poorly photoshopped in. And I would see that at the video store as a kid, and I don't know why the skull boat was like the scariest thing in the world. They just gave me the heebie-jeebie. I'm looking at it now. It's it's not even scary. It's hey, it's, get that like, horrifying thing out of my screen, bro. He showed us a ghost. Blame this. Yeah, late late nineties, early two thousands horror is hands down my favorite, the coziest. Like I'm talking House on Haunted Hill, Thirteen Ghosts, Ghost Ship, Valentine, all those movies. That's very much my my Q zone, not T zone, and not Q like QAnon. Your T wait. Yeah, it's Q-Zone. That's it. T-Zone is where you're not supposed to pop zits or they'll shoot back into your brain. Um, apparently. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Google it. Google it. T-Zone. Don't pop zits in T-Zone. Google what? it. That and species. Don't pop zits while watching species in the T-Zone. <laughs> oh, we got it. Okay. So if you did what you're hearing, be sure to hop on the podcast platform of your choice. Drop those five-star ratings. Five-star reviews. Help me climb up the rankings, look cool, have people find me stumble across the algorithm. So until next time, remember, if you see a zombie on a train, wrap your arm in some duct tape, punch him right in the mouth. For Dylan and Dylan, we're out.